How to Make the Great Lakes Not So Great Again. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The news last week centers on cuts, cuts, and more cuts as a draft of the proposed federal budget was leaked from the dripping Trump administration. The document shows a 25% reduction in funding of the EPA and also a 20% reduction in personnel. ABC News obtained the proposed budget that would chop climate initiatives by 70% and make major reductions to programs like the restoration of San Francisco Bay, Lake Champlain, and upstate New York, and Long Island Sound. And there's much more. Funds for the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative would be cut from $300 million to 10. That program combats invasive species, restores wildlife habitats, and cleans up watersheds polluted by rust belt factories. Cleaning the Great Lakes has traditionally enjoyed strong bipartisan support in Congress, and even Republicans are pushing back. Representative Fred Upton of Michigan told MLive Media that the draft budgets are alarming and that the Great Lakes must be a priority. Other cuts include the EPA's Environmental Justice Program, which emphasizes cleaning up black, Hispanic, and low-income communities that are disproportionately affected by pollution. Ken Cook, president of the Environmental Working Group, told The Guardian that the administration is sending a shameful message that the health of poor Americans is less important than that of the wealthy. The Trump administration's final budget is due to be submitted by the middle of this month. Even more slashing is proposed in the scientific research done by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The budget would curtail research and satellite programs. One satellite to be cut would collect necessary information to predict weather, make agricultural forecasts, and help in disaster planning as the climate warms. The Washington Post reports that the draft budget would also eliminate a variety of smaller programs, including coastal management efforts to strengthen shorelines to withstand major storms and rising seas. Jane Lubchenco, NOAA administrator under Obama, said that 90% of the information for weather forecasts comes from satellites, and cutting NOAA's budget will compromise the agency's mission of keeping Americans safe. Two years ago, the Obama administration enacted a rule that would define what waters in the country are covered by the Clean Water Act. Identifying those waters is no simple task. The Clean Water Act requires the federal government to regulate large bodies of water so they're not polluted. But those larger bodies of water are fed by smaller streams, wetlands, and rivers that are easily polluted by things like agricultural and urban runoff. The purpose of the rule was to clarify which rivers, creeks, and streams that connect to larger water bodies are protected under the Clean Water Act, but the rule never officially took effect due to litigation. Trump signed an order last week instructing the EPA and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to review the rule. Opponents of the Obama rule were ecstatic. Farmers and their political supporters say the regulation is an overreach and might threaten their private property. But it won't be easy to get rid of the existing rule. The Washington Post explained that to eliminate it, there will have to be a full notice and comment period, and then the agencies will have to adequately respond to the comments they receive. And after that, it's highly likely that there will be lawsuits from both blue states and environmental groups. 
One contaminant that gets into water is lead used in ammunition and fish tackle. Ryan Zinke was sworn in last week as Secretary of the Interior, and after riding to his new office on his horse, he promptly cut an Obama administration rule that banned the use of lead in fishing and hunting on national wildlife areas. While some sportsmen applauded Zinke's reversal, environmental groups criticized it, saying that spent lead casings cause poisoning in a 130 species of birds and other animals. The main objection to banning lead for hunting and fishing is that alternatives cost more. Even so, some states, including California, ban the metal, and Arizona has offered substitutes for sportsmen who choose not to use it. And finally, there was a troubling statistic that came out of a conference held at the Vatican last week. One in five species on Earth now faces extinction, and that number will likely double by the end of the century. Researchers warn of an approaching major extinction event caused by destruction of ecosystems, deforestation, overgrazing, and of course, climate change. Although endangered species like rhinos and tigers make headlines, the scientists say there are less famous plants and animals that we should be worried about too. These species purify our air and water, regenerate soil, provide food and medicine. They make life on Earth possible. And as serious as losing leopards and lemurs is, destroying ecosystems could be causing the extinction of something else. Words. According to Outside Magazine, six nouns could go the way of the dodo bird because of climate change. Terms like leg basket. That's a structure on bees' legs used to collect pollen. Bees are crucial pollinators that help produce our food, and they are threatened not only by pesticides, but also by shorter winters and shrinking habitats. Another goner might be something called a scallop dredge. That's a rake-like device dragged along the ocean floor to collect shellfish. Ocean acidification from burning fossil fuels is eating away at scallop shells and preventing growth of larvae. And then there's the more familiar lift line. Average global temperature has risen 1.5 degrees since 1880. Warmer weather means precipitation that does fall will come as rain rather than snow at ski areas. And if all of this makes you want to pour yourself something strong, sorry. Another word that might disappear is hogshead. That's the word for the casks where wineries and breweries store their products. It might become defunct as prolonged drought and extreme heat are affecting yields and increasing pests. The possibility that we'd have to face annihilation without our favorite stout or Merlot? That leaves us at a loss for words. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Build a better world through better water at AWWA's ACE 17 in Philadelphia, June 11th through 14th. Learn more at awwa.org slash ACE 17.